Hello and welcome everyone. This is Ariana Rollins and we're doing a new radio show, Mindful Manifesting, show number 25, Free Yourself from the Top 10 Triggers of Overwhelm. I really appreciate you coming live on the show. A little bit about our mission at the School of Self-Revolution. In everything we do, we're dedicated to giving you insights and tools to free yourself from past suffering, mistakes, quote-unquote, so you no longer expect to repeat history, which means you're free. You're free to proceed, whether it's in projects you want to work on today or you can change your mindset. You're adaptable to the moment, very present. The curriculum in the school is based on remarkable brain science, and it's been proven by tens of thousands of people who've solved significant life problems that they considered to be impossible. And the core of the program is, was developed by an MIT engineer. He built a working model of the human brain, and he studied it to see what went wrong when people set goals and they didn't achieve them. He brought in his engineering training, his study of psychology, to get inside what motivates humans, and most importantly, what blocks humans. That's really what sets the School of Self-Revolution apart from a lot of other programs. It's these internal blockages that control our external experience and environment. So the developer, after a near-death experience, he said he met his spiritual self. Immediately, his priorities in life changed. He went from being a pretty tough, hardcore businessman to meditating two hours a day. In his meditations, he was shown a way to harmonize all parts of our brain so that instead of people experiencing self-sabotage, they were staying on track to achieve their personal and professional goals. So we teach you, we bring to you how to use this psycho-spiritual technology to retrain your brain so you're able to accomplish your intentions, connect with deep peace, improve your relationships, and feel confident and empowered. So let's start with a definition of overwhelm. Sometimes we can become assumptive. We think we know what a term means. And I was surprised when I looked it up. Overwhelm, bury or drown beneath a huge mass, or defeat completely, or give too much of a thing to something, like they were overwhelmed by a farewell message. Have a strong emotional effect, like I was overwhelmed with guilt, or too strong for, overpower. So all of those give us some insight into if you ever experienced an overwhelm, overwhelming moment. And I know if you're on planet Earth, you have. I know I do. So let's talk about these under these hidden causes of overwhelm. And I know it's a painful subject. And we really want to look at it straight on so that we can harness the emotional resources that we need to make positive changes in our life instead of burning up all this powerful fuel in useless frustration. So when we're under our pressure and or stress, our body goes into fight, flight, or freeze. I'm sure you've heard that before. And we're prepared to react immediately and strongly to some perceived threat. Well, throughout evolution, this is how our lower brain, our ancient brain, learned to react. It's not rational. It's not reasonable. And it reacts to acute stress like that. The problem is when this instinctive response 
It was designed to be temporary, just to last a few minutes. But now, in our day-to-day lifestyle and what's going on on the earth, that most of us operate with this low-level daily stress, the kind we're all exposed to. And if there's something like, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back, it triggers a stronger reactive, you know, we've got to handle this right now. Well, that intense amount of energy is not appropriate. It may be if we're truly in danger, but often the things that cause us overwhelm is not like that. We're not truly in danger. We can't fight. We can't run away or be paralyzed by life situations or even what's going on in our mind because the thing is that our lower brain simply is not effective to problem solve, is it? It's reactive. So if we get into a pattern of overreacting, guess what? It becomes a habit. And we need to realize that even though this energy is there for us to solve a problem, when we're in that overreactive state, we can't think clearly, can we? We're in just, I got to get out of this, I got to fix it. And you know, modern life is constantly coming up with new ways to stress us out, right? So what do we do? What do we end up doing? Well, we try to manage it. We try to manage the stressful situations and our reactions. A lot of times we're suppressing it. We're saying, well, we can't say that. We can't do that. And we're actually training ourselves to handle anxiety rather than heal it. Fortunately, there's ways to exist in the front line of stress while remaining in conscious control, calm, centered, and free of anxious thoughts. This is something you can start to tell yourself right now when overwhelm hits, and you might like to write it down. Because when something is overwhelming us, it's not really, um, we're not easy able to focus on what's right in front of us. We're just in this reactive state. So if you write something down, that maybe you have it in a place where you can go to, okay, I remember I wrote something down to focus me. Here's what you want to write down. You can retrain your brain away from the habit of fear, anger, or worry. You can learn new coping mechanisms when stress arises. You can do that. Remind yourself of that. Because sometimes we can just get taken over and we just kind of lose our mind, lose our center. So the mind, I don't know if you know this, in its natural state is always calm and free of agitation. Now, many of us may only feel that when we're meditating, relaxing on vacation, or maybe just waking up in the morning. But realize it is your natural state, and it's possible to consciously take charge of these unconscious reactive patterns, those habits that got in place for us to cope with modern life. Because the mind is self-correcting. It wants to return to a state of balance. And when we cooperate with it, we then connect with that natural state. And anxiety steadily decreases, and in its place, we experience a calm, centered state, which is always there. It's just beneath the noise, right? It's like the silent depths of a lake. 
and it's undisturbed, even though there might be storms and waves above the surface of the lake, but there's that calmness. So reconnecting to that calmness when you're in a fretful moment can be very empowering. So the first action step is to stop fighting the anxious feelings. Stop suppressing the worries that seem to pop up. Because anything we resist persists. Yeah, fear is persuasive, isn't it? It can try to to convince us that it's real, it's true. And these warnings attract blockers in our unconscious mind. And it's like one blocker lands on top of the other and it goes like this, 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 this. And then now we're in this state of overwhelm. Well, these warnings are to get our conscious mind's attention. We're supposed to do something about it, but it does not mean that we need to go into overwhelm. It means that we have become aware a blocker has been activated. And what do you do with a blocker? For those of you who are brand new to the School of Self-Revolution, you may not know what I mean by that term. Basically, a blocker is it's blocking our creative life force from flowing into our body to be able to navigate life in the most productive, loving, harmonious fashion. So when we are operating from a blocker, we actually have gone to sleep in a sense. We've actually gone unconscious. And we're trying to navigate life with ineffective and inappropriate methods. So a blocker shuts down our more highly evolved brain. So we're not operating at our optimal self. We're not in touch with the creativity that can solve any problem that we're faced with. So let's bring it back home to you. And I'd like you to, as I read through these top 10 triggers, okay, I'd like you to write down the ones that resonate with you, that you find yourself being most triggered by, because these are going to be like gold for you. You're going to be able to use this information to clear these blockers that trigger, you know, that kind of straw that breaks the camel's back and overwhelm happens. Because anybody who's ever had an overwhelmed state, it's hard to get out of it, isn't it? Sometimes it could take a few hours, a few days to really feel back and strong in yourself. Let's talk about this. What triggers overwhelm for you? If you'd like, you can type it in the chat bar there on the side, or you can simply write it down on a piece of paper. Number one, too much to do. Number two, your schedule is too packed. Number three, pressure from others, the outside world pressuring, demanding performance. Number four, you don't know how to start something, and you've put it off, and now it's a deadline you have to meet. So not knowing how to start something, you've put it off. Number five, just general life background anxiety, like there's an accumulation of problems that haven't been solved. Number six, resistance, resentment. You just don't want to do it, and the mere thought of it brings overwhelm. I've been there <laughs> when there's a big project that has to do, get handled, like finishing my taxes. So it's often there's resistance, resentment happens when we don't have skills, right? Okay, number seven, learning something new like technology. 
You get triggered by that? Number eight, changes in routine or schedule. Number nine, a tight deadline. And it's something that's outside of your control. Number 10, fear of history repeating itself. Okay, so as hopefully you wrote down some of those that triggered you, I'd like you now to put on the top of that piece of paper, blocker alert, blocker alert. Because if you are aware, just aware enough that, whoa, you know, my schedule's too packed, you can start to make some changes. And most importantly, clear the blocker that causes you to pack your schedule too tight. Or that you're not good when there's a change in routine. And maybe you need to inform people, hey, I need at least 24 hours notice if there's going to be a change or something like that. There's things you can do immediately if you don't have access to the blocker clearing technology, which I hope by the end of this radio show you're writing down that you absolutely have to learn it so you can start to make changes, permanent changes that are going to influence and impact your life in ways right now you can't even imagine. Wonderful ways. Now, is there a quick fix to overwhelm? I don't believe there is a like one fix fits all, like there's something I can magically tell you today and it's going to change it. To prove it, I'd like you to reflect on the list that I just went through. Maybe one day a deadline could trigger you into overwhelm, but another day it's that your schedule is too full. And the next day it's a family member needing something right now and you've got to stop doing what you're doing and help. Let's think of overwhelm as a state of mind, an ineffective state of mind. I think we'd all agree, right? And it's really altering our state of mind is what we need to focus on. Now, you may have even seen someone, the common like pattern right now with people, some people can wear being busy and being overwhelmed and stressed, almost like a badge of honor. See, look how successful I am. I'm so busy, I get easily stressed. It could also be a way to maintain boundaries. Because if someone's not really comfortable with conflict and saying no to someone who's demanding their attention or demanding they perform at a level that's way too fast for them, well, going into overwhelm could be a way to say this is a boundary because no one's going to ask a stressed person for help, right? Well, I think we'd all agree that's not an effective success strategy, is it? far better to gain access to the energy and the fuel that overwhelm triggers and use that to make the changes today. So I'd like to pause now for a few moments and just check in with me. If you'd like to type your message there, is there anything that I'm saying that's resonating with you? You can also star six to unmute your line. I'm drinking a glass of water here while you do that. Is anything triggering an awareness or an insight to you right now? Feel free to write it down. So there might be some short-term solutions, maybe just the awareness of some of the things I've shared with you today, but I'm always focused on the longer-term solution. Now, the short-term, maybe it is to simply 
shift your focus and follow through on the task right at hand. But the longer-term solution is to develop a flexible, adaptable attitude, to be present in the moment so that no matter what comes up, if that's your trigger, and you know you get triggered by that, you know you have the capacity and the creativity to handle it, to tap into your creative mind and solve it. It's quite remarkable. And we're, I'm going to walk you through an exercise in just a few moments. You can remember back to when you had access to your creative problem-solving mind, and I'll give you some tips on how to reconnect with that. So in the School of Self-Revolution, we are determined that focusing on resolving the long-term issue and not temporary change makes permanent changes. And it makes a permanent solve to areas of your life that you feel like you just have to handle. So if you're in a state of overwhelm today and you realize the underlying issue is you know, really not to do with what's going on, like a family member asking for help, the underlying issue is that you unfortunately put off a project. Well, just by being aware of that, going through that list I gave you, those 10 um, issues, then you now have more power and capacity to handle it. So the family member needs some help. You help, and you're back on the project. Because what can happen is the helping maybe takes you an hour. But if you allow the emotions of overwhelm to take over, you could be gone for the rest of the day. I know this has happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. So handling what's coming to you and being very present and then moving on to the next thing can help a lot. So if the underlying issue isn't, you know, handled, overwhelm can come back again. And like any lesson that we haven't learned, it can come back stronger. It comes to mind, reminds me of when my son had food intolerances. He was four years old when I started to notice this. The first awareness was he ate a macadamia nut, and a few minutes later, his whole body started to shut down. His, his face swollen, his throat was closing, and now I found out he had a food intolerance that just moved into anaphylactic shock. So I was calling the ambulance, and they were taking him to the hospital. Now, my son like a lot of children, really like milk, likes milk. So this is what happened. It's I wasn't aware of food intolerances. So he'd keep drinking milk. He'd have cheese, he'd eat ice cream, and the food intolerance became a food allergy. First it was milk, and then it was nuts and all this stuff. His body could not digest the milk proteins. Your body can't digest the stress. Are you starting to see the correlation? So these milk proteins just floated around, right, like the stress moments are floating around in your unconscious mind. And his immune system thought whenever he drank a glass of milk, there was an invader, like a virus or a bacteria, and it went on alert. So allergies are an overactive immune system. Overwhelm is an overactive stress coping mechanism. So when we keep focusing ourselves to do something in the same way, we've always done it, it actually creates pressure inside of us, and that pressure needs to be relieved. So we create a coping mechanism, right? We could suppress the feelings, 
somewhat like eating foods that my son used to do that ended up turning into an allergy. Think of overwhelm as an allergic reaction to a life situation or an allergic reaction to a particular habit, a thought, a feeling, or a behavior. So what to do? Okay, let's start with an exercise. Identifying your current triggers. So hopefully you have that paper in front of you. I'd like you to remember back to the last time you felt overwhelmed. I'd like you to record on the paper who was there, what was the trigger, where were you? And most importantly, write down the thoughts and the emotions and if you could feel how your body felt in that moment, I'd like you to write that down too. What sensations were you feeling in your body when the overwhelm started to take you over? Sometimes it's helpful to close your eyes. So let me guide you through that. If you're driving, please don't do that. You can listen to the replay. Okay, so close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. And exhale. Again. Exhale. And focus on the area right above your heart in the center of your chest and ask to be shown a memory where you most recently felt overwhelmed. Good. Picture that scene playing out. It's all the triggers, all the frustrations, all the lack of successful efforts start to plague your mind. Can you recall the last thought you were having? What happened to trigger it? Now, drop out of your head and feel into your body. Keep your eyes closed because I want you to sense what's going on in your body as you remember that event. Perhaps tightness in your chest, maybe your throat closing, difficulty breathing, tight shoulders, piercing pain in your head. Good. Now I'd like you to open your eyes and write down what you felt in your body. Good. Now enough about remembering the pain of overwhelm. Let's begin to get to the solve. Close your eyes again, and I'm going to walk you through a true self-grounding meditation. And as I do this, I'd like you to remember that this is your most optimal state of mind to be able to handle what life brings you. When you are grounded and centered in your true self is when you have access to your creative capacities, your problem-solving skills, and everything else you need to handle life and whatever comes your way. All right, again, close your eyes again and take a deep breath. And exhale. Picture yourself in a beautiful nature scene. Maybe you're at the seaside or you're at the mountaintops. I'd like you to breathe in that high-quality air. Maybe you're at one of your favorite places. Breathe that in. Exhale. 
exhale out the earlier part of our conversation and any free-floating thoughts. Good. Bring your awareness to your feet flat on the floor and imagine that out of the bottom of your feet you have your own grounding roots, grounding your energy to the center of the earth like a tree. Imagine you can follow one of those roots all the way, all the way to the center of the earth and you see a circle of light. Imagine you can plant one of those grounding roots and one of those cords in that circle of light and allow any tenseness, any resistance, any againstness that you might be holding in your body, anything that's preventing the love and the light from entering your cells, I invite you to ask it to leave. Have it flow out of the bottom of your feet into the soil of the earth below. You might feel a bit of tingling in the bottom of your feet as it leaves your body. That's good. Good. Now I'd like you to imagine that you could focus on the center of your chest right above your heart, or if you're already a student of the School of Self-Revolution, focus on your inner anchor point. Good. Just bring your awareness to that area and ask, Please show me a memory where I felt relaxed, fulfilled, peaceful, maybe even loved, satisfied. Now, you might get an image or you might just get a word. You might hear something. You might see something. You might feel something or you might not get anything at all, and that's fine. This is a skill that gets more comfortable and easy over time. So if you got that image, I'd like you to ask, true self, the part of me that knows what's for my highest good, my higher self, were you present in that moment? You'll normally get a yes or you'll get nothing. And if you get a yes, I'd like you to ask, true self, was I aware of your presence? And that even means more if you were aware. That's a very good sign. That's a developed sign. Super. Now I'd like you to open your eyes. Now register how you're feeling right now compared to the beginning part of our uh, radio show and now. More peaceful? More present? Good. Now I'd like you to ask that part of you, that true self part, and say, remind me of a time where I was creatively solving a problem. I was in a state of upliftment, joy, and fulfillment. You might want to write down that event when you had access to that creativity. So to be able to solve that problem without pressure or overwhelm, you were flowing with your true self. Your creativity was present. Some people might call it you were in your genius zone. Now, I'd like you to write down that success moment and recommend to you to keep it handy and remind yourself what's possible when you're in touch with your creative self and how it can help you solve problems in miraculous ways. Good. 
if you'd like to understand how we do that, how we guide you to connect with your creativity and your true self, how we do that at the School of Self-Revolution, I invite you to, this is a very special offer right now, for you to schedule a consultation with me, a discovery session. And I'll guide you to some problem-solving skills that you may not be aware that you actually have right now. And we'll talk about how we do this and help you solve problems in the School of Self-Revolution. So you can go to the Contact Us on the School of Self-Revolution homepage. Reach out. Say you were listening to our show 25, Free Yourself from the Top Triggers of Overwhelm. You want to schedule a completely complimentary consultation. And we'll set up a time that works for you over Skype, over the phone. All right, as we wrap up, I'd like to remind you that I'm not really bringing anything new to you. What I do is to remind you of your own inner strength, the tools and the capacities that you can bring up and apply to any situation that's not ideal. And you can make it more positive and more enhancing. Essentially, you're going to learn how to unleash the power of your true self. You know we can't control what happens to us, but this I know is we can control the meaning we give it. And when you control your inner story, the story you tell yourself as you go through life, you become a master of your world. You have the edge. You have the advantage. And I invite you to take time for yourself this year to learn these effective strategies that enable you to become the director of your mental state so you decide how your life will be. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I appreciate you. Let me know how I can help. Until next time, be well. I'm sending you as much love and passion and purpose and joy that your heart can hold.